Hello everyone, welcome to the In The Clear NRL podcast as we head into the round 24 NRL season. I'm Connor Hickey and as always I have Chris Bullos and Paul Roberts with me today. G'day fellas. Hey guys. So just before we get this started, uh, this podcast is produced by Australian Community Media which is a division of Fairfax Media um, and we're recording here up in the Hawkesbury on a really weird day where it's about 20 degrees right now at 9 in the morning and there are gale force winds stronger than when Craig Bellamy blows up in the coaching box. So. Yeah, nice metaphor, mate. Yes. Nice metaphor. Uh, guys, what, uh, what stuck from the weekend? Well, I'm going to just say the word and then let you guys unleash. Um, Jared Hayne. I don't care about Jared Hayne, but I, <laughs> I know somebody, you guys probably will, so go ahead. Oh, what do you say? I don't know. It's, it's a, The situation is toxic from the moment he signed because, I don't know, I love watching the Titans play last year and they were a really good team and they, they embodied everything that a good club should be. They, they played for each other. They were the underdogs. Yeah, They had you know, all this work for each other. Then all of a sudden they signed Hayne and then... He's just come in and just brought his own type of, uh, you know, you know, relaxed, uh, you know, star quality to a team. I suppose. And he's, yeah, he's just not playing like he has. He, the, he, he hasn't lived up to his hype that he was. He just, he's lost that X factor and he just hasn't, I'm not sure if it's his, you know, if he's lost it for good, but at the moment he's not playing like, if you look at the fullbacks running around the NRL, he's easily in the bottom half of fullback. So, and he's their most, he's the highest profile player. So, when you have that combined with Neil Henry, who, by reports, you know, he, he was on the nose at the Cowboys at a point. You know, he's got his own style, and Hayne doesn't fit into that style. So, between those two going at it, and you know, the Titans just haven't. You know, it's been they've had a horrid injury run in the last you know, twelve months. So that hasn't helped either. But. Um, Someone's gonna go, and yeah, you know, for me it has to be Hayne. But I think they, I think for the best, the best, the best thing for the club is for them both to go and start fresh. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's always been, from what I'm hearing in the last 48 hours, it's it's he or he, it's the or. I think they've both got to go. I yeah, think just I, I think both. I think they've both got to go. I mean, the only problem is Hayne sits on a 1.2 or something around that a year. And he'll get that paid out. So that'll be sitting on their salary cap next year. So they're going to have to wear that. Um, I don't know how that's going to work for them. But to be quite honest, if you just looked at it independently, Haynes averaging sort of about a 5 out of 10 performance, right? You know, he's, he's won one game where he's, you know, he's basically got him two points with, a, with his help from his friends. But he's averaging about a 5 out of 10. Um, Neil Henry's got about a high 30% um, strike rate, win rate up there. So he's not performing. Um, they're both underachieving. And I, I just want to draw your attention, you know, and, and never believe, listeners, what you, what you hear from some news sites. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, and I, I won't give you the news site. You can only imagine who it is and um, what company it is. But... Um, the XXX, X, since it's north of the border, can reveal senior recruitment officers at rival NRL clubs have been advised Taylor and Elgie will not sign new contracts with the Titans as long as Henry remains in charge. Now, now that doesn't mean squat to me. It doesn't necessarily mean Taylor and Elgie are unhappy. It doesn't really mean much until we get to the source. We we can't rely on those secondary third sources, and unfortunately, that's what some of our media organisations do. 
Um, hopefully, uh, it'll be played out quickly, and maybe they will be right, but it's not helpful to, to throw those kids in that situation where they're young guys trying to do ply their trade, um, get on with their life, get on with their footy, um, I think it's unhelpful for them to be involved in that, and that's why I think both coach and star player have to go. Um, and let's hope they make that decision in the next 48 hours. I saw the Sydney Morning Herald was um, suggesting perhaps Canterbury should get rid of Des and he should go up to the Titans, which wouldn't be a bad thing for them. So I don't know, maybe that. But yeah, all, I, all I'd say is like, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad Jared Hayne doesn't play for a team I support. Because I just, I just don't want the circus, you know. I know he's a great player, or can be a great player, but you know, I just, I wouldn't want the circus that goes with it. And that's the problem. He's not been a great player, and that's where the whole problem lies. He's been, you know, you look at, you look at the guys, who, you know, Billy Slater, Travojevic, all those guys at fullback who just win games and are in the game. Whereas, you know, I, I use an old cricket analogy where Mark Wall used to play, you know, he used to get out and everyone used to think, oh, he's just so relaxed and he never used to put in. But that's just that their style and that's how Hayne plays. It's his relaxed style. He doesn't put in, doesn't, on the outside, doesn't seem like he puts in on tra- at training and that sort of thing. It just gets people offside. And I think he's, um, his time's up on the Gold Coast. That's it. His time's up. And he, I think he can be an asset for a club. He's at 1.2 million. The Titans could probably wear half of that probably for next year. Team would could probably, you know, he could probably, you know, team could pick him up for five hundred or six hundred thousand. Apparently, there's a lot of third parties he's got to go. But yeah, if a team can pick him up for five hundred or so thousand, you know, I don't know. I think Hayne could be headed overseas because I think he's not going to get the money that he wants that he thinks he deserves. But yeah, he doesn't seem to be fit to me. He's to me, he's not a fullback. He's not. He, he's not. He doesn't seem to be getting involved, and to me, that seems he's not fit. He's he's got the the size of the ass like Kaidahom, who's uh, three pick handles across the backside, <laughs> which was a big horse back back when. Yeah. Um, he, he's not fit. Um, I don't know if Desi. I don't know if discipline is the answer for one player. I don't think butting heads is the answer. I mean, Cleary going to the West Tigers, starting to prove that it's not just bashing people about the head that gets results. I just wonder how's this. Um, what about the Walker boys from Ipswich coming to coach yeah, well, uh, the were, Gold Coast? Wouldn't names, that be bloody refreshing? Oh, what a Wouldn't great that be story. a lot of fun? And, and the way they play, the style that they play is not like the NRL or anything that you've seen. So it, why not? You know, I, I'd love to see... It, it, teams are reluctant to give rookie coaches a go, but... Yeah, if you if you you know if you rewrap this, has them put him on the Gold Coast, it's gonna be, eventually it's going to come the same thing. So try something different. Well, have a go. Have a go. You know, instead of one, two, three, four, five, kick to big winger, try to score. You know, defend. Block play. You know, block play. Yep, block play. Absolutely. It's, it's very boring. Yep. Yep. So that that's that's my thoughts, guys. But hopefully it'll be played out very soon. So okay, Connor, we'll end it there. No more talk <laughs> of Jared. No more Hayne. Sorry, point. mate. <laughs> that's fine. Um, just quickly, guys, what about um, the Western Force? Uh, apparently going to get extra. I, I see that. I think they're going to challenge it in legally. I'm not sure how they do that, but um, you know, I wonder. Chance if, rugby league, big chance. Yeah. Though. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think um, I was having a think about this this morning. Actually, I think the thing they need to do is probably follow the AFL method as well, and and say when you you've got a team like Sydney or the um, <coughs> the GWS Giants, set them up and then give them a bigger salary cap so they can sign players and become successful because. You look at two teams south of New South Wales, Adelaide Rams and Melbourne Storm, and obviously the Adelaide Rams were, you know, what, two or three years and then they're gone, um, and Melbourne Storm have been successful over a long period of time. And obviously Melbourne, they obviously hit gold with 
Slater, um, Cronk, Smith, and you know a couple of other, and there's obviously a lot of other and players. Bellamy. Like, you know, Bellamy, Greg Inglis as well, um, Israel Folau, all those sorts of guys. But um, you know, I think I think that's the way to do it. And, and really, it, you know, it would be a good move for the NRL. And, and I don't know if you guys, what do you guys think, expansion team or or send a Sydney team west? Because I think you have to do one or the other. We can't expand. I don't think there's enough quality players to expand. The problem is. Although yeah, I suppose if you expand about into Perth, you then, you know, if you've got a team in Perth, you might actually, and you do a system like Penrith, for example, and actually have a junior development system, you might actually start getting some more players into the NRL. Well, the problem is that you need, I think the way the NRL is going to have to do it eventually, they're going to have to open it up to allow two more teams to come into the competition and then let it go for a few years and wait to see who folds because it's the only way it's going to happen. I, I think that they're not going to be, I don't think they're going to have enough well, I think if there was a team struggling financially right now, they'd be going to Perth. Yeah, but the problem year. is, I think the Sharks have fixed up their problems. You know, I think at the moment, you know, they could tread water for ten or fifteen years. I think the, I think, I think you're fine. In five years' time, they're going to say we'll bite the bullet and put a second team in Brisbane, another team in Perth, yeah. and then just, you know, and then just wait to, and then, you know, I think someone will fall over. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know the option, but yeah, you know, we've talked about it before. The Swans play with Thingo on their back, you know, in South Melbourne. Um, yeah, I think it's time. We need to go to Perth. And the time is now. We need to go right now. Wow. That's pretty... Well, we do. But, like, but, but, but what about the second Brisbane team or, or the, the consortium up just a bit further up the road? At we definitely need and, one in Brisbane. That's what I mean. We definitely um, need one in Brisbane and definitely need one in Perth. Uh, do, you reckon, uh, do you reckon the Warriors can get moved? Apparently, they're, they're looking to... Um, their owners looking to, to get rid of the team because yeah. they're just no good. Yeah, well, well my thought would be that you'd have... It's tough a, playing in New Zealand. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, but like I, I can't imagine it'd be easy to come over to, from New Zealand to Australia every week. It's, it's not a huge transit... If you look at you know Super Rugby coming from South Africa, that would be much harder. But you know, it's it's it pretty big easy. over there, guys. It it in Auckland, it's pretty big. We, we, um, we give a free know, kick if we lose if we lose out of there. We just give Union the free go for that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a I've been to Mount Smart maybe half a dozen times now with the family over there, and it, and it's pretty big. I'm I'm thinking that it should be another team in Auckland, another team in in Brisbane. Um, and then you may look at, you know, but then you'd be looking at two more teams if you wanted to get Perth in. Obviously, you need an even number. And my thought always is we've got to get rid of some of these Sydney teams. I mean, just recently we've heard that Manly are moving four more home games out of Lotto Land, Brookvale, whatever the frig we want to call it, because they can't make a quid. So they're taking <laughs> the game away from Manly. Manly don't even go to their own ground, yeah. let alone cross the Smith Bridge to somebody else's. So the the game in Sydney suburbia is is beautiful and all of that, that we talk about the Leichhardt Oval and the eighth wonder of the world, but it doesn't work on a business um, realm. It, it just doesn't work in a business framework and we need to change it. So I agree, I don't know which ones go first and how many, but 16, I, I don't mind, but somebody's got to go before we bring, and yeah, then we nine, bring the Nine teams in. in Sydney is just too much. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's got to change at some stage in the future, I think. And if I was in a Sydney club, I'd be making sure my finances are in tip-top condition as soon as possible. Yeah, I don't know. Something's in there. Something, and it's going to be an unpopular decision. Whoever makes it. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. That's why. The, that's why no one wants to make it. But eventually, it's going to happen. That it's going to. They're going to lose Sydney teams, and they're going to go. It's going to. I think the only way they can do it because they don't want. They will not move a team. I don't think a team will want to move. Well, they're going to have to do something like. I'll like, have to open up and just say, the listen, whoever Eagles, goes, for whoever goes broke, you know, we're going to go. We're going to, they're going to have to open up and say, listen. Unlimited salary cap. You spend what you want, and then just wait for teams to fall over because no one, no one will voluntarily go. 
The yeah. Sydney, Cle- they're too stubborn. No one will want to go. So, and then you have North trying to get back in. North is still trying to get back in. So, yeah, how's that going to work? Yeah, I know. That's, they're, that's they're, they're still looking at trying to you know, perform an alliance. I, so. I, I agree with you about that salary cap. That you know, if if we went west and they've won two of their first fourteen games, there will be nobody there. Hmm. So we need to make them competitive. Oh, I think I think a lot of fans would. would you know, for, for one or two seasons would expect, you know, they're not going to go well. Look at the Titans. I mean, look at the, the GWS Giants. Their first season, I don't think they won a single game. And then, they did, you know, they four or five years so later, smart, they're, yeah. they're one of the front runners no, of the competition. It, it, it's not necessarily about wins. Let me re, reconfigure what I said there. It's, but it's having known players. Yeah, they yeah. won't go to the games if there isn't a couple of sure, yeah. standout players. And they at least need that to, to get them those two or three wins Maybe in the first season. Maybe we can punt some Jared Hayne. Well, maybe. Maybe fatten him up and send him over there Emil as a Henry prop can, or something. Emil Henry can coax. Create a, a bit of a story. There'll never be a shortage of and, media and stories. And let me throw this one in, and we could send Anthony Mundine there, and it'd be a beautiful, beautiful team, because oh. as far as I'm concerned, he ain't going to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah. That's just bloody folly. I don't like... how He's 42? 42. 42. Does and he actually wants to be re like signed as in like become an NRL player? Wants to actually play. Wants to play. Yeah. Not just like unlike Hitler in the nines or something. Unlike Benji Marshall, who is still playing and got some yeah a a good year left and he can help mentor. Has it been fifteen years? Mundine's been out of the game for. Oh, I've got no idea. Two thousand. I you know I can remember him playing in two thousand maybe two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Played in two thousand early two thousand. So maybe fifteen. So late twenties he was. Um, yeah. and then left the game for boxing. But, uh, you know, imagine him in that defensive line, then running that traffic at him again and again and again. I'd be looking for him if I was, a, you know, rampaging second rower on the fringe. He couldn't, attack, he couldn't tackle when he was 20. How's he going to tackle no. when he's 40? So, no, no, I think I'm sure he still can't let go of the yeah. ball. So. Yeah. Mundine was a bit before my time following. Oh, that we're not bitter about the 99 grand. No, not much. Not much. <laughs> cost us, but anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. Um, so look, let's move on to we're going to pick our top eight guys, um, and so who, who wants to go? I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, look, I think the only change I'd like to see the Raiders get in there as a supporter. I think realistically that won't happen. Having said that, if the Raiders do win all four of their last games, they'll definitely make the eight because their points differential is so good. And same with the Dragons. I actually think with the Cowboys' schedule the way it is. I think the Dragons could could make it in there. So I'm going to go and say that the top eight will be roughly the same, except the Cowboys will be out and the Dragons will get in. So so in order, mate? Have you got an order there? Or oh, so, roughly the so. same as what it is. Storm, I mean, the, as it stands, it's Storm, Broncos, Roosters, Sharks, Eels, Panthers, Seagulls, and I'll go Dragons. I, I, I don't see it changing too much. I mean, maybe the, you know, maybe the Sharks get up into the top. I think the Sharks have got a pretty easy draw to... to get home so maybe they get um you know second place as opposed to the broncos or roosters but I, as it is i'm pretty comfortable so so you're saying dragons will replace cowboys yeah i in think because the cowboys have got to play the sharks this week and i think they've got the tigers the week after and then they've got the broncos in the final round so i think that's that's pro- they'll probably win one but the dragons i think the dragons have a really good points differential so basically if they finish on Assuming that the Cowboys only win one, they get someone 30 points. The Dragons have got to win two, and I think they play the Doggies and one other team. They play Penrith in around 25. That's the yeah, big game. That's, so, that's, yeah. so for me, I've got I've got 
Cowboys on 30 in 8th, but I've got the Dragons in 9th on 28th with Canberra. So I've got St. George winning that one game against the Bulldogs. That's a, that losing to Brisbane and losing the losing to, to Penrith. Penrith. So yeah. in, 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 my, in my, I've got a grand final replay week one, Storm Sharks 1 versus 4, and Brisbane Roosters 2-3. Um, and then I've got a, the local derby, Parramatta, Penrith, 6 and 7, and Manly and Cowboys, 5th and 8th. Oh, the Cowboys scraping in. Cowboys play, you're right, they play the West Tigers in round 25. Um, so you've got, well, I'm just showing Chris. Exact same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah we're exact same. We're I, exact same. I think, yeah. I think this week is pretty straightforward when it comes to tipping. I know we'll go through our tips around, but I think I think all the, the favourites have too much to play for this week coming up. The only game that is a flip of the coin is Raiders-Penrith. Um, and that obviously is going to be pretty. Big and and I've, 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 I think um, the loss of Wallace is a big loss for Penrith. I know we'll talk about. It. I, I think Canberra, Canberra will, will snatch a win this week. And then the vital game the week after is that Roosters uh, Sharks game. So at Shark Park, so that could hinge on that top four and who's going to be where. And the Brisbane Parramatta game the week after in round twenty five. They're the two big games that can affect everything. Um, Parramatta losing last week, I think. Kicks them out of the top yeah. four, even though they'll win this week and they'll win in round twenty six, I think. But their four and against is terrible, so that will take in unless they can really put rack up a score this week against the Titans, put fifty on them. Um, I think they'll finish. I think Parramatta will finish just outside the eight in six, and I think I think Manly just outside the top four. Yeah. Sorry, outside yeah, the top yeah. four, Man, and Manly, Manly they play Bulldogs this week. And they 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 got the tough and they play Warriors the week after. So they'll have two and then wins. They play they play Panthers the final. They round, play Panthers. They? So yeah. I've got I've got mainly win their last three, but I, that you know I I Penrith could win. It depends at last round. If Penrith win, they could shoot up and replace. So that's a big game that round twenty six yeah. and mainly the Penrith. For and against is like obviously it does every year, but it's with the the sort of log jam from what, what is it position I think even four sharks are still oh, even two points, even two to two know. to I I just can't see that. I can't see Manly losing this week to Canterbury or next week to the Warriors. No. So I think I think the, after last week's game, having said that, they were pretty on. Yeah, I know they're pretty hot and cold. But I, Bulldogs don't have any points, and the Warriors are just terrible. So I think Manly going to jag those two wins and comes out around twenty six game against uh, Penrith, and they'll have it all to play for. And I think they'll win to get in, you know get a home final. Paul, I, I, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree largely with you, mate. On the on the makeup of the eight, I just wanted to highlight a, the three key games for me, and it's not in this round. Th- three key games over the next three rounds. Um, it's not Raiders and Panthers to me. I expect Raiders to beat the Panthers, and I don't think it matters either way uh, because I think even if the Raiders win, Panthers still get through to the eight. The big game to me this weekend is actually Cowboy Sharks. Now we probably expect Sharks to win. But if the Cowboys happen to step up and get over their injuries and win that one, there is a possibility with the Eagles, Sea Eagles, as you say, should win this game and this game and this game type of thing, um, it'll, there's a possibility that the Sea Eagles could blouse the Sharks in the top four. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look and, at... And that, I reckon that the, the Sea Eagles will be cheering loudly for the Cowboys um, on on Saturday night because I reckon they can see that too. So it's a real crunch one. They should win the Sharks, but if they don't, watch out. The Sea Eagles might get in the top four because, um, you know, the other games, as you said, in round 25, the crunch one is really Panthers-St. George because that could tip either way. One gets in, one gets out, perhaps. Um, And then in round 26, as you said again, Panthers-Sea Eagles will yeah. be a big game. Yeah. So that could be that could decide top four, top eight. 
in, oh, in both massive. areas. And so last, that, that could be a cracker. If Morgan stays on the field against Penrith, I reckon... Oh, that, Penrith would have lost that game for sure. That's if a massive... If Morgan stays on the field, win. Cowboys win, and that, that turns everything on its head. Because, I mean, if the Morgan Cowboys... Doesn't play this, sorry, if Morgan doesn't play this week... Sharks win comfortably, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even if he does play, I have to think they've just, they've just run out of troops. Who did the Cowboys lose in that game? They lost um, the centre O'Neill, yeah. Morgan, and there was wasn't there another bloke as well? I, I just can't think off the top of my head. Oh, I swear down they down lost like three. Five, I can't yeah. remember. They, they, they lost three key playmakers. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, Lachlan Coop. I can't remember if he finished he's, the game or not. But he's he, out this week. Yeah, yeah, he was he was hobbling around. He, you know, and I think he probably just played on because he said he looked at the bench and said, "There's no one else. I got to stay on." Um, so yeah, I mean that that game really could have gone a different way had it not been for injuries. Um, and the Cowboys, you know, they they did well to take it to the end there. Obviously, the I think the Panthers got a try late, but that was um yeah, it was it was really unfortunate for the Cowboys, and it's it's been like that all season. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think their form Penrith is. That's why I'm to be Canberra this week because Penrith's form, even though they've won, I think it's six in a row, eight out of the last ten. And everyone's saying I was thinking that form. this morning. Their, their form is not really. I, I don't. I don't know. You can't even bet who's in front of you. But to me, they've just uh, they've just fallen over the line in a few of the games. Well, their last year. their last five. They beat the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Dogs, the Titans, the Warriors. Yeah. So they did beat the Seagulls, to be fair. Um, and then before that, there was that when they lost their last loss was against the Rabbitohs when Alex Johnson scored like ten thousand tries. Yeah, so to me, I think to me, I think uh, the Cowboys. I'm putting lines with the Cowboys. I think they'll just scrape into the eight. But for me, I th- it's it's their round twenty five game. Like the Cowboys, yeah, the West Tigers, they could knock them off. The West Tigers are playing good football, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise if the West Tigers knock them off. Then that brings another element back into it. But I, I think I think I think we're all pretty unanimous in thinking Brisbane will finish. Second, Brisbane will finish top. Oh, I don't I think know. I mean, second, I mean, but definitely top four. I think yeah. Brisbane and Roosters. The Roosters play West Tigers this week. Gold Coast in around twenty six. So yeah, they've got yeah. four. They've got four points pretty much. Storm, locked up. Bronx, Roosters are upset. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, so I think with those three, four to you know the the Sharks, Manly, you know Param- Parramatta. Even oh, I'm really looking forward to that round twenty five game. Brisbane, Parramatta at Suncorp. That that's. That could set up whole a whole range of things, and a whole you know, yeah. that sets up a whole heap of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, not not that I'm not looking forward to games this weekend, but as I said, I think these two weekends games, uh, you know, they should run to plan. You know, but who knows rugby league? But, but they should. Um, yeah, why I don't we th- go through the games? <laughs> yeah. So look, the Eels uh, are taking on the Titans um, as we're recording this tomorrow night. Um, so. If the if the Eels lose this one, it could actually make it quite interesting um, just for the eight because they're on thirty points at the moment, and their last two games are a bit tougher than this one. They've got the Bronx the the week after, and then they've got uh, they've got the Rabbitohs to finish the season off. So you'd think they'd probably win that, but I mean, you know, they should have beat the Knights on the weekend, and they didn't. Um, and they've only got thirty points. They need to get one more win to assure themselves a spot on the eight. Um, having said that, I'll definitely tip the Eels. Titans have had a lot of off field dramas. Um, but perhaps Jared Hayne will decide that he wants to um, flog his old team and, and demonstrate to the rest of the league that he, he's a capable player. Well, look, this should be a nothing game, and, it, and the Eels should win. I can't win believe and, this game's and, scheduled for Thursday night, to be look, honest. Eels will win, and we really shouldn't have any interest, but rugby league is, you know, throws up some curveballs, and it's great to see that Jared Hayne's coming up against the Eels. That's really the only interest in this game. Um, Eels should win by plenty, but geez, I, I like the fact that um, 
that Jared's coming home. Yeah, oh, it's, and as as Connor said, is that his first game back? It's his first game against yeah, because yeah. he's been and he did he did hobble off. He was in a moon boot after the game, so he's he's in no he's, he might be a late withdrawal, but it's yeah. to carry that extra weight. Yeah, oh, it's, oh. It's, he, he, come on, mate, let's stop fat shaming. You. Parramatta, they they had the hiccup last week. You hopefully, but you know who, we've seen it with St George. They had back to back hiccups, but Parramatta, I think that's too much to play for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so on Friday night, it's the, the the Rabbits taking on the Warriors. Another another game. There's not going to be a lot of interest in. Um, I, I I guess the I guess the Rabbitohs. I mean, like the Warriors. You can't guess the Rabbitohs. Yeah. The Warriors are terrible. Souths are Souths are fit form. I like Souths. Souths are the, the Warriors were missing Kieran Foran last week. He's apparently he's back. You know, we assume he'll play, but you know, obviously Kieran Foran's had a, got a history of withdrawing from games late um, because of injury. But yeah, look, I, I mean, I I guess Souths, but. There's, there's no real interest in this game. Yeah. Pick it, make a tip and move on, I reckon. Yeah, I'm, uh, the only interest is I, I like um, the fact that they moved Cody Walker back to six, you know, they're, they're, and Johnson back to fullback. They've looked really good south. And I, I, I've said it before, I think there's a lot of upside to south with Gagai coming and Inglis. You throw them two back in the mix next year. Yeah, of course. And I like, yeah, I like what they've done with their back row, moving uh, Sam Burgess back in, in, up front. And they've got this young Cameron Murray and Crichton. I like the look of that back row. And Sam Burgess up front just... He plays the front row anyway, and it allows the Burgess boys to split up and come off the bench. You know, and I, you know, since ever since they moved Damien Cook to hook up, they've been a new team. So um, Souths by I'm to twenty plus, I think. So. 20, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, geez, I like the look of Alex Johnston. He's he's not only fast, but he's a sizable kid. Um, can bust a tackle. Um, rep footy not far around the corner for him, I reckon. Um, and I reckon the rumblings are getting louder. The drums are getting louder in the in uh, Auckland with uh, Kearney. Yeah. So just watch out. I know he's got another year, I think, on his contract, but um, they're not happy over there. So um, South by plenty for me too. Definitely. Uh, so later that night, there's a game that actually is interesting. Uh, it's the Broncos taking on the Dragons. I'm definitely going to tip the Broncos. Um, I, I've said it a lot. I think they're a really good team. Um, their position on the ladder, you know, proves that. They've got two fantastic young halves and obviously had a good... Um, Good win against the Sharkies last week. I thought the Sharkies might be able to get on top of them, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, Taotao Moga was uh, mm. a very fleet of foot. Um, I'd like to see the Dragons win, but uh, I, I don't think this is going to be happening up at Subcorp Stadium. No, no. Um, look, every time, and I'll give you a little bit of an insight here, guys, Dragons playing Broncos, we still remember 92-93. Um, it's the first thing we think of in, well, you in might, Dragonsville. Well, I was only one year old. Um, well, you, but well, your your mums and dads, and not that you have two mums or dads, I hope, but um, never know. Um, that's what we think of. There's there's retribution, there's revenge, all of that is not going to happen this weekend. We we've lost. Um, we've only won one of the last, I think, ten or eleven against. Uh, against the Broncos, we're not good enough. We're a little bit better. We're fits and starts against um, the Titans. Um, Kurt Mann at seven um, added a little bit of spark um, compared to McCrone, um, but nowhere near good enough to beat the Bronx all over the park. Um, we can match them in different areas, but over 80 minutes they should win and win relatively comfortably. Yeah, it's a Broncos. So two weeks ago, I was at you know, Broncos Parramatta, and they looked good for you know they got out to a twelve 0 lead, and then just looked terrible after that. So in the last two weeks, they've found form. You know, Darius Boyd, you know, he's coming back. He's he adds that extra element to the team, and I I just like the fact that they've got 
you know, they've got Gillette and Glenn, you know, those back rows on either side. They just, you know, just complements the halves perfectly. I don't still don't think Milford's playing at his best, so I think they've got another gear to go to. And, I, yeah, St. George, they did what they had to do last week. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, Dugan in the centres, I'm still, you know, I don't know what they're, I don't know what the go is there. I, you know, I think they've locked him in there. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if St. George, you know, get out to an early lead and Broncos storm home. Because I think St. George, like you said, they've got some history and, you know, they, you know they've got a terrible record against Brisbane, so it wouldn't surprise me if they get into a siege mentality sort of thing and try and, you know, bit of an ambush go up there, but I think Brisbane will come home in the end. Alright, uh, on Saturday it's the it's the, the Knights taking on the Storm. I don't think we're going to see an upset like we did last week. I think this is pretty straightforward. The Storm will win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Storm, um, as long as Vernavalu doesn't try to hurdle anybody. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, he should have um, got more than a fine for that, by the way. You know, it's, um, but but they got too much class, and and Bellamy's got too much sense, and too too many cattle with intelligence on the field, and they won't fall for the for the knights to, to for them to make it four in a row. So, storm for me. They will they they, they might win by a couple of tries, but they'll they'll storm win by got enough. Monster back, I just yeah. We've well. been we've been saying that for the last few weeks. And you, yeah, teams have got everything to play for against Newcastle and George Parramatta. You think you know Newcastle are just playing good, honest football, and they're just oh absolutely. Brock Lamb, the, the storm. Yeah, Brock, are going to be too good. Brock Lamb yeah. has been outstanding and Gagai back to fullback has is, is been a blessing in disguise I think he's, he yep. gets a ball more yeah, and the Saifidi brothers they're going to be stars I think but as you said and unless, unless Cameron Smith you know, gets lost going to the ground I think they'll yeah. win well um, so then later that day uh, it's the Roosters taking on the Tigers at Allianz um, again, I, I think this is a, another pretty straightforward game, although oh. the, the Tigers upset Manly last week. You talk about good records. The Roosters have a great record over the West Tigers. I've, you know, they very, I don't know the exact stats, but you know, they've dominated in the last decade. Um, I, I think they've won 10 in a row against yeah, them. Yeah, it's, like it's something ridiculous. The only place I can see the West Tigers targeting is the Roosters' centres. You know, Madison and Orbison, both back mm. rowers in the centres. Yeah. They will, they will, it wouldn't surprise me if they go wide and try and use their speed out wide, but you look at the Ford pack and Jake, they're a different team with Jake Friend on the field and they showed it last week. They were, you know, very close to knocking off the storm in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me the Roosters go, go out and try and make a statement this game and try and, you know, blow them off the park early. And as you said, they're coming off of, you know, the Tigers had a big, you know, back to Leichhardt. It's an emotional draining day and, you know, I think I'm sure they'll be, um, you know, especially, you know, Gordon will be looking at Gordon's back and, you know, they'll be looking to show Tedesco that, you know, he's not going to give up his number one jersey too easy. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Manly must have been gutted, really disappointed in how they let the Tigers back in at Leichhardt last weekend. Uh, Roosters won't won't let that happen. I expect um, the Tigers will try to fling it about as they do. Um, the Roosters won't have any of that, and they'll win the Ford battle. And you know, I can see a fairly comfortable win for the Roosters. Absolutely. Uh, then the Cowboys taking on the Sharks on seven thirty uh, up in Townsville. This is an interesting game. Yeah, sorry, Coot has been named at, at fullback. They've named um, him. Um, whether he plays, I mean, he, he, he looked pretty sore. Well, I mean, it was. They've named Morgan as well. Mm, yeah. So. So I mean, I mean, assuming all these guys play, like the Cowboys, the Cowboys do have a good team. I, you know, we said it all along that I'm really surprised at how they, um, you know, how they've overcome injuries and they've they've done it. And they, you know, they were very resilient against the Panthers. It was impressive. Kalen Pongan's named on the wing um, as well with um, Justin O'Neill's out because of that injury. Um, I think he they said he broke his arm or something like that. So um, the Sharks, you know. I just don't know what to make of the Sharks, really. Like, it's 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 odd. They're, they're one of the, you know, you'd think of them as the one of the best teams in the competition, but they just, 
You've been saying it all year, Chris. They just kind of play... They don't play very well, but they, they just, just kind of eke out wins because yeah. they're so experienced. Um, as I said, I've said it before. I, I, yeah, they could easily be 10th or 11th this year, like quite easily. And it's and it's not it's not out of the realm that they could be 10th or 11th out of the finals contention because you look at the team that they got on the on paper, you look at guys like Fecky, Kate Royal, Latelli, Beal, all those guys went to another level last year and were playing really good. At, yeah, and they were united by Barbara at the back. With Holmes at the back, it doesn't seem to be, you know... It's a bit different, yeah. It's And, and Maloney's been injured in Townsend. You know, Townsend was on the verge of being dropped last year. You know, he hasn't reached the form he did last year. And the, the old reliable, you know, Fafida, Gallon. You know, Gallon had his, you know, 300th game last year, last week. And Gallon, I think, was his... I, I haven't checked the official stats, but he... Um, he I think he even ran for 100 metres last week. They got really got into him last week. So... Um, you know, they're relying, they rely heavily, heavily on that go forward and those experienced guys, Lewis Graham and those guys in the middle. Um, and, you know, I don't know. To, to me, the Sharks come in the comp, but I think they'll win this game. Having said that, youngster Jaden Braley's named Jersey 20 might not return this week, but surely he's going to come back in the next few weeks. And the, the Sharks are going a lot better when he was on the, on the park. I can't remember what round he got hurt in, but he's been out for quite a while. Um, and, you know, they've, they've sort of had to, they've had a, quite a number of makeshift hookers in there like Fire Manu Brown's in there at the moment um, yeah Sekiara Sekiara you know they had, they had um, I forget his name the former Parramatta half Daniel Mortimer, Daniel Mortimer played you know for, for like one game to, yeah. and then he, <laughs> he went overseas to the Super League um, it's yeah they're, they're really scraping the, the barrel there at the moment um, and they'll be I think they'll be a better team once he comes back because he was doing quite well I'm gonna just because I can I'm gonna go the Cowboys no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's not if, out of the realms of possibility. If, if, if you can't get up for Gallon's 300th, and I know Brisbane are a, a, a solid team and a great team, and they did harass him all game, but if that 17 couldn't get up for that, I think there's something wrong. They've gone up to Brisbane, back to Cronulla, back up to Townsville. Um, that travel factor, extra day or two here and there. I think um, the Cowboys, Green might have them with that siege mentality. And, you know, that, you know, Asiata, Granville, Bolton, Hess, Lowe and Tomalolo, it, it's, it's not a bad, it's not yeah. a bad forward pack. Could, and that's the thing, if, that, if Morgan plays... If Morgan plays, If yep. Morgan plays behind that pack, because you know, if they can match the, if they can match the, uh, the Cronulla pack and Morgan plays, and I'd love to see Ponga move back to fullback if Coot's out... Yeah, then all of a sudden you're looking at an upset. Yep. That, yep. And that's, you know, and Tamara Martin didn't play last week. So that's, you know, you look at you know, Asiata plays a little halves role anyway, you know, with the ball. So, and Tal Malolo. He put on a try last week. And Tal Malolo only played, you know, he played 80 minutes last week for, you know, because of the injuries. Hope, you, hope if that continues, that can only be a good thing. So I, I, sh- I think we assume that Coot's out. Morgan, you know, has to pass the HIA, you know, protocols and stuff. Yeah. But if he plays. Ponga moves back to Ponga, fullback. Definitely. I think that's, um, yeah, upset. Def- it, it, in, in, in a round where there's a lot of certainties, I think, this is the one game where this it could be upset. This is the one, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is the one game where it could upset. Yeah. Well, Manly will be cheering the Cowboys, I can tell you. Yeah. A lot of teams will be. Yep. Uh, so then one of the games which is really going to be um, interesting for the for the eight is the Raiders taking on the Panthers. The Raiders, pretty good against the Warriors. They had a few hiccups, um, but they, they, you know, it was a game that they should have won, and that's a problem with, as, as a long-time Raiders supporter, that's been the problem with the Raiders over the years is that there's a lot of games that they should win and just don't, and then every now and then they'll, they'll you know, knock off the storm or, or you know, another team that's, that's front-runners. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about this one because I, I think I'm a bit too biased. I, I think the Raiders will win, but... Um, 
Yeah. It is in Canberra as well, so that, that, that helps them. Yeah, there's two elements I like about yeah both this, both these teams, and it's a big it's, it's the back back three for both teams. They rely heavily on getting themselves out of trouble. Penrith last week, you know those Mantor, Martelli, Zalesniak, Zalesniak, you know they carry the ball so strong and get their teams on the front foot. Um, the other element is and who can stop that's a big part. But Junior Paulo and Shannon Boyd have really stepped up in the yeah. last few weeks. I think that's been the big difference for Canberra and moving Whitehead from the edge into the middle has really helped them and moving to Tarpany on the edge. Um, Whitehead just gives them that stability in the middle. Um, Hodgson's found a little bit of form, but for me, as I said before, no Wallace. Um, he just provides that calm and influence of Penrith. And while he was missing, that a lot of losses while he was out. So for me, I think the Raiders, you know, the, They've got both have so much to play for, but Penrith, as you said, I think their uh, their winning streak has been based on you know, a few flaws. So, for me, um, I like Trent Merrin coming back, but I think he, if he plays, he might be short of a gallop. So, um, for me, I think Canberra at home. Um, yeah, I think they will be very annoyed about what happened at down in Bathurst. Correct, as well. and that was the last thing I was going to say. They've, they've got something to play. They've got something extra to play for. Yeah, I, I think there's two things in my head that um, Moylan. I don't know still. If he's fit to, to, to start, I don't know. He looks a little bit tentative. And is Merrin going to come back? Probably not, I would think, because, you know, their, their second row and their back row has played pretty well. So I don't think they're right for the game, to be quite honest. The other thing on the Canberra side is, for the first time in a long time, Canberra impressed me. Okay, it was against the Warriors, but the Warriors forward pack on a wet Mount Smart Stadium isn't easy, and they handled them pretty well, to be honest. They they looked bigger, smarter, stronger, quicker, and they handled them pretty well. Shannon and, Boyd's been, yeah, like you said, he's been really was, good the past few weeks. I was impressed by them. So maybe Ricky's team's coming home, and um, I, I expect them to win. If they don't win this, good night. But um, maybe that they should win. Yeah, I like Blake Austin. Blake Austin played had probably his best game for a while. And the X factor of Penrith is Bryce Cartwright. He still hasn't, you know, he comes on after you know twenty five minutes or so, plays around the middle, and doesn't, you know, I just don't know what the future holds of Bryce Cartwright. He's been back for you know four or six weeks now. He just hasn't. I don't know. He's not. He's not the expected. Is he, like he going to be one of those guys like Lewis Brown, who's just a victim of his own versatility because he can play a couple of positions? He'll, or you know, um, Tyrone Peachy, who's actually in the Panthers team. You know, like he's one of those guys that's probably going to bounce around a few positions in his career. He, he may never actually settle on one. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Panthers got all these local juniors coming up, and yeah, you know, they've got this wave that are in now, and they've got another wave coming up. So something sort of give with you know talent wise. You know, Bryce Cartwright. You look at where what what's his best position if he's a back rower. You know, they just signed Harry Renaira and Yo, and they've got Merrin. So they're, they're back row sorted. Is he a half? They've got Moylan and Cleary there for long term. So I don't know. I don't know what he's... I don't know. I think his future lies outside Penrith, to be honest. I think, I think I, he needs a change. I do, too. I, I think, think he needs a change. They've got enough ball players in that team. They don't need another one. He He's often a liability throwing those balls. Yeah. And, you know, those late balls. He can score, help score a try, sure. But he is a liability. At the moment, especially defensively, I think defense. But you take that if you over an eighty-minute game, he can sort of you know let in two tries, score three, yeah, set up three. That that, that, that that's always been Bryce Carr, right? Yeah, but they've got enough offense, haven't they? Really? So, to me, he's a perfect fit for the Tigers. If I was always Tigers, you know, looking at someone, you know, someone next year, give him a bit of X factor. I'd be looking at I'd be looking at someone like Bryce Carr, right, to see if he can. You, 
he's had a bad year, and you know, no doubt about it. He's had injuries and off-field drama. Yeah. A good preseason under his belt next year. He's gonna be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but for me, this. Year, but for me, if he can do that, you know, if he can be that X factor this year, Penrith is still a chance. To, yeah. yeah, to yeah. Do something. Look, we want him in the NRL. He's he's good to watch, but I don't think Panthers are his team. No, going agree. forward. Look, the final game of the round um, over at ANZ Stadium is the Seagulls taking on the, the Bulldogs. Um, I, I I know the Seagulls lost last week to the Tigers. It was down at... Uh, was it Leichhardt? Yeah, Leichhardt. Um, I think the Seagulls will have the Bulldogs measure. The Bulldogs just can't score points. And, yeah, no, I'm certain, actually. I, I'm certain. The, the Seagulls will, will definitely beat the Bulldogs. The Seagulls have a lot of points in them. Um, they've, you know, they've, they've been up and down this season. They're, you know, they've... They've almost they've actually been a bit Canberra Raiders like in a way that they'll knock off a few teams that they probably shouldn't have any right to beat, but then lose to you know teams like the Tigers. With all due respect to the Tigers, the Seagulls should have been able to. They're beat up twenty them. to six. That's a problem. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. Leading twenty to six of the top four, yeah, spot and line. I I've got question marks over Manly after that. Having said that, I think I think Manly is a much better team than the than the Dogs, um, and Daly Cherry Evans has been playing really well this season. He'll he'll be able to get two or three tries at least. Or create two or three tries at least, and the dogs just won't be able to catch them. They just they have no points. I think I saw some stat that the dogs have one of the worst atta- um, worst attacks in like oh you can pull eighty up years. I or think there's a yeah, stat. Yeah. Oh, Madri one year is going to outscore him by himself. He himself one of the years. Yeah, well, Madri went good. He's, he's going to outscore him by himself. But I just look at the team and look at Matt Frawley and Chase Stanley in the halves and just yeah, think you, and I don't know what's think, going on. And there, just yeah. think you mainly you know. No, no points. No points, and they got no. And I look at the team, and just you know, nothing's going to change from the previous weeks. The, pro- the thing with Canterbury is they'll defend. They'll defend their life. You know, they'll defend. The only way they can win if it's 10-8, 12-10. Yeah, you know, they they can't score any more than two tries, and Manly have got at least four or five in them. So. Yeah. Look, I can't believe the Sea Eagles lost last week. I, honestly, um, Tommy Turbo was terrific, apart from throwing two intercepts. Uarte um, <laughs> was amazing. He oh. showed that he's he's come back. is is brilliant. Cherry Evans was terrific. Coruscant was Coruscant. Oh. Uh, he was terrific. I just can't believe at the end of those eighty minutes that they lost. They fell asleep and, for ten minutes in there and just let them back in the game. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's the Seagulls have sort of done that all year. They've, they've played pretty well, and then they'll have a period of 10, 15 minutes, and they just kind of let. Let teams back in it. I recall um, a few a few years ago when Manly were actually one of the front runners. They went down to Leichhardt, and they, it was a game they absolutely should have won, and they got absolutely pumped. Yep. And Aaron Woods, I think it was the coming out party for Aaron Woods. I think he was, a, if I remember rightly, he was a, sort of a young bloke coming through the the team, and he was um, he was absolutely loving it. And ever since then, I've always rated the, t- I've always tipped the Tigers at Leichhardt because they just you know they they lift. Well, look, the, my wife's going to be upset, but I'm putting my house on the Sea Eagles, so... Um, You've got to get a dollar twenty-eight. Yeah, I think it's good. For me, uh, last week's game gets... You know, I think there's a few teams, you know, Manly and Parramatta both last week, with all the play for and losing. I can't, I've scratched them from Premier M. Cronulla as well. I've got them three coming in the comp, so I've narrowed the competition. I, I, I think there's only... You know, to me, the top three are the only teams that come in the comp. Today. Agreed. Oh, well, let's... I saw this um, topic on Reddit this morning. What's, um, what are our tips? Who, like, Can anybody beat Melbourne just to win the comp? I mean, yeah. barring injury, obviously. Like, yes, they can. I think the Who, Roosters showed. Team, I think the Roosters showed last two, week. Two teams, can, yeah, Broncos, Roosters. Yeah, I think they, they sh- can beat them. The problem is that the Melbourne, you know, Melbourne theoretically are going to get a soft game in week one of the finals when they play. You know, 
they potentially could drop in the minor premiership this week, so they'll have two games where they can, you know, not at their peak, and then they'll, they'll play a team coming fourth. So you think they might stumble? Pot- yeah. No, well, not only that, but I think they're, they'll, you know, they're going to have a softer run in because they'll have, you know, fourth spot could be open to any of these teams who have played well through the year, but just haven't put it together consistent, consistently. So they'll be in Melbourne week one, they'll be in Melbourne week three, um, you, know, I, you know, and then I have to come up to Sydney. But to me, it's Melbourne... Melbourne are rightly favourites, but Roosters showed last week that they've got the points in them and the defence with corner and friend to match them. And Brisbane have shown the last two weeks that yeah, if they produce that form, they can. The problem is that they haven't been able to do it consistently. So it'd be very interesting the next three weeks. The Roosters should win their last three and Brisbane should win their last three. But who knows? Yeah, Brisbane next and St George and Parramatta the next two Friday nights, if they can put those two teams away... Brisbane are probably you know, the second team in my opinion. Well, I, I did hear that somebody had put $89,000 on, on Melbourne at $2.20. $89,000, some change. It must equal the the return must be uh, $200,000. I imagine that's why I put that sum on it. But I would not be backing Melbourne at $2.20 to win the whole competition. Really? No, no, no. Not at all. I mean... I think the Roosters I think it's not on a their day. That the Melbourne, I think Melbourne lose. I think Roosters on their day, eighty minutes, grand final day. I think they've got a fair chance. I, you wouldn't be back in Melbourne at two dollars twenty. Well, yeah, I don't know. I would be. I, I, I don't at, gamble, this, at this I point, on, at this point, I think they I are think the, the I think rightly easy favourites. Money. I think yeah, they're right, right favourites. favourites. Yeah. Roosters, Brisbane in the next fortnight. As, as, as I said, we'll learn, learn a lot more. I think the top eight. You know, we'll learn a lot more in the next few weeks, but I think in the next fortnight, the next the next two games are going to be determined because if Brisbane can knock off St George and then knock off Parramatta and then the Roosters, they should beat Tigers next week. If they can beat the Sharks the week after, I think you know then we're then we're going because I think you look at the Melbourne team. Yeah, you know, they've got Felice um, Tohu Harris to come back into that team, so they've got players to come back and you know they've got. Um, they got Tim Glasby's out this week, so their, their pack is just so strong. So. Um, and Munster's back. So, to me, Melbourne rightly favourites, but Roosters Brisbane can... It's just interesting, you know, with that Storm team, you know, Bellamy is amazing in bringing those young guys through, but how will, and, and you'll probably say brilliantly, but how will Vernavalu, Scott, Addo Carr, those young guys, Stimson, um, all of these young guys coming through, how will they go on grand final day? Now, oh, no, now, they'll be right. I don't know. They'll be fine. Well, they they should be fine. Vunivalu and Adukar, they they love they love big moments. But yep, yeah. yep. So you say, but Grand Final Day brings a different pressure. Absolutely. And yeah. and away from I think home, they're up live, in Sydney. For that though, like it's you know we, I don't know. You're probably thinking of it as how would I feel on Grand Final Day? I'd be a bit nervous. These guys will be so so keen to get stuck in. They'll be absolutely convinced they'll win. I yeah. To be honest. I'm not a gambling man, but I might actually go down and put some money on Melbourne because that's that's free money. Well, the only I way, yeah, teams that agree. I'm looking at Jesse Bromwich and Jordan McLean, and both haven't been at their best this year. So I think the teams Brisbane, and the Roosters, they will they will fancy their chances going through Melbourne. I think that's the only, I think that's teams get in the habit of trying to go around Melbourne. I think the best chances to go through Melbourne this year, um, but we'll soon find out. Well, yeah, they said the, the youngsters, but it's whether Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith took Queens on his back this year and won. He can do the same again. But the, the good thing is, it's going to be fine. We've got some good last three weeks to comp, but then we'll yeah, looking new forward comp to it, boys. Looking forward to it. Definitely. All right, well, that's it for this week. Please follow us on Facebook in the Clear NRL Podcast if you uh, like the podcast. Cheers. We'll catch you next week. See you guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>